Hi, and welcome to the City on Fire podcast. My name is Dan Jackson, and uh, co-hosting with me is Jeff Bona, also known as Mighty Peking Man. Um, How's it going, guys? Uh, this is our very first podcast. This is sort of, a, kind of an experiment that we're doing. City on Fire is uh, it's a site that's primarily about Asian films, uh, talking Kung Fu, John Woo, pretty much anything from China, Japan, Korea, you name it. This podcast is not just going to be about that. It's going to have a little bit of variety. It's probably going to be about a half the movie side of it, the, the Asian film side, and half of it's going to be pretty much anything we want. It's gonna, we're going to do some experimenting, we're going to do some funny stuff. And we're going to see what happens, because we honestly don't know. We're going to try to do some interviews here. We're going to just throw it out there, see if it sticks, see if it's good. If it's not, if it sucks, let us know. Oh, also, by the way, uh, we are still ironing out the kinks in this show, and you might hear a little bit of echo in my voice, unfortunately. It's kind of, it's something that we're still ironing out by the next show. We should have it fixed. But, you know, if you hear that echo, just try to ignore it. If you don't like it, you know, you can always tune us out. That was a good intro. I just wanted to uh, just thank everyone that has downloaded this first podcast and uh, also thank them for writing all those reviews throughout the years. Well, it's, it started out as a Jackie Chan site back in 1997, I believe, late 1997, and uh, it kind of worked its way up to, uh, to City on Fire after, at first it was a Jackie Chan Ultimate Filmography, then it was a Fist of the East Star site, which was still a Jackie Chan site, then I bumped it up and made it an all-around Asian film site. When I discovered the site, this was like in the, uh, the days when I was just discovering Jackie Chan and getting into his movies, um, you know, yours, this was like the early days of the internet, not like the proto-internet, but the... Yeah. Just, any yeah, just, you know, whatever you could find was like, wow, and yours was pretty impressive for, you know, it was like... <laughs> yeah, back then it was pretty impressive. Yeah, 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 it was <laughs> it was cool, it had all the reviews and stuff, and I got all excited, because, ooh, I get to write a review, I get to write reviews of movies, wow, on the internet, and now it's like, yeah, whatever, you know, so it was yeah. like thousands <laughs> of sites like that, IMDB. Exactly, and that was, that was my main intention, for people to uh, get involved with writing reviews, because a lot of these guys that ran sites, especially back in the day, it was it was kind of all their all their thing, all their opinions, and I wanted multiple opinions from different people from everywhere around the world or whatever. And I I'm hoping to do the same with this cast if it takes out. I want to uh, get as much people, especially on the City on Fire forum, to uh, to be a part of it. Definitely send me your emails if you guys are interested. You know, we can make a phone calls. You guys could send in uh, you know MP3 reviews, and we could uh, edit them in to the podcast, or you know. Just we get all three of us get on, or all four of us, or whatever it takes, and we could uh, have some fun and just you know talk about anything we want. And like Dan said, it's not not limited to just Asian films. We're going to try to talk about just anything that's on our minds. And you know, by the way, we're probably going to use some salty language on this show occasionally. I'm not gonna. Yeah, this isn't this yeah, isn't gonna be. We're not gonna we're not gonna like repeat Andrew Dice Clay, uh, you know, material. But it's you know we're not gonna censor ourselves because that's you know. As much as we would like to get a big general audience going, um, you know, I like the, the dirty humor occasionally. So, um, you know, you don't like it, I'm just warning you. It's going to happen. It's it's probably going to be, you know, fairly often. So. Yeah, we're definitely NC-17 here. Not even ready to die. We're going straight to NC-17. You want to continue with this, or you want to go into Grindhouse? Because uh, even though, see, no, I just, I just wanted to just real, yeah, we'll go to the Grindhouse. But I just really wanted to uh, real quick just thank everybody that's been submitting reviews over the years. I know I don't really get a chance to thank a lot of individuals, but uh, there's been a few people, uh, you know, Vic, Numskull, uh, 
you, Dan. Um, Me. Equinox. I mean, the main, the main, some of the main three people that started from from day one on the, you know, on the Jackie Chan site were Numskull, uh, Dan. Uh, yes, Dan. Mugen. I don't even know how to pronounce that guy's last name. It's that Vietnamese last name, whatever. Vic. Just call him Mark. NG. That's it. Yeah. You, Vic NG. You. you same can, guy from yeah. Elm Street. Whatever that guy's last name is, same last name. Gotcha. Um. Oh, God, I hope I'm not missing anybody. But, yeah, those main people. And, of course, there's there's a few other shout-outs I'd like. The, the Jizza, of course. Is that Mayo, or what's going on with that? Equinox. God, there's so many names. And if I don't mention your name, just I'll definitely get you back next time. Actually, what we should do is on the second show, let's, <laughs> let's just uh, compile a list. Yeah, that's every like, person. I don't want to make anybody feel bad. We're, not we're, gonna, like, re- we're just going to read them for, like, ten minutes Maybe 20 minutes. We'll just read every name and bore everyone <laughs> yeah. to freaking tears. Just make them want to bore. Yeah, Woody, Woody the Invincible, Ningen. Just make them want to Put some background some. music to it. <laughs> yeah, we'll put some funky background music. It'll be fun. And um, we'll do some cool stuff with it. Neil Cock. I don't know how to pronounce that guy's last Dude, that's, name. You're already with the bad Something language? Like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, his last name's Cock or Koch, whatever it is. I'm very offended by that. Cock sounds better, actually. Yeah, well, to you well, would. You know, I didn't mean it that way. No, no, no. no, no. Um, I never looked at another man's butt before. Now I can't stop. A long ass time, and I hope yeah, I'm hoping we can get some of those guys to do to do some, you know, to call in or you know, we've been trying to, and most of them have either said, eh, "I'm busy" or "I have a life." So we look. Hey, that's what I was when you when you want to start getting this uh, podcast fired up. I was kind of saying the same things, but. Uh, Hey, man, I figured I'd give it a try. It seems to be the happening thing right now as far as, you know, just podcasting seems to be up. Yeah, why don't we just, let's just jump on the bandwagon. Yeah, remember, I, I actually... And the site has been doing very good, by the way. I mean, it's, you know, thanks to uh, Dano's uh, artistic don't, Please don't, don't refer to me as Dano, really. You want to go by Dan Jackson just or just Dan, Dan? yeah. Action Jackson. Is it yeah, Action Jackson? yeah, Action Jackson will do. No, seriously, dude, the site just last, uh, I don't, I'm not going to give the actual numbers, but I mean, it's pretty much doubled. I mean, just on Saturday, it pretty much doubled from what it was on on Thursday. A lot of it has to do Tiger with. Beer. Uh, pretty sure a lot of it has to do with the recent updates with your art and the Game of Death, our Game of Death interview. Also. Yeah, but you also started that ad campaign with Tiger Beer, the UK uh, beer. Yeah, it's it's sort of a different ad campaign. It's not really, uh, I, you know, I didn't really sell that ad. They kind of approached me about it. It's kind of a snake advertisement. It, it, the ad starts on a, on a website, and then the same ad goes, and people are supposed to click from this website to the other to this one. And my website's like the second to the last, and then it goes right to the Tiger Beer uh, UK website. So it's kind of an experiment with Tiger Beer. They wanted to see if some – basically it's an experiment to see if advertisements really work. And that guy from, I know the Jizza, obviously, because I've done commentary. Okay, Jizza, Jizza, here's your, here's your job, Jizza, if you're listening. Uh, go buy some of this Tiger beer, because you know what? You know what? I got to know, know how it tastes. I, I don't really drink beer, but I, I'm really curious to know how this stuff tastes. Just, I mean, unless it's some kind of a funky thing that, I, I don't know. I, I'm not, I, I don't know enough about it to, to really comment. Um, Jeff's mostly dealt with it. But, um yeah, I went to the grocery store trying to find some, and I couldn't really. Uh, I couldn't Dude, I think it's only that the problem is I think it's only available in the UK. You know? No, I don't think so, dude. I believe. I mean, they got. Maybe I don't know. I mean, you know, I mean, it's, they got the import beers, so it should be able. To, I mean, it just depends on the supermarket, I guess. It should be able to. We should piece together and. Now we just like last night, both of us went to see uh, Grindhouse. I uh, just want to let you know if you haven't seen Grindhouse, please skip the next thirty minutes of the show. 
is we're going to do a really spoiler-heavy review. Again, skip to about 30 minutes into the show. When you hear the music, you'll know that you've hit the, that commercial that's at the end of the show, at the end of that segment, and, uh, you're home free. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the rest of the show. By the way, please, go see Grindhouse if you haven't. Um, what are you waiting for? The movie bombed over the weekend, and uh, I really, I blame you all. <laughs> I blame all of you. Please, just go watch it. Watch it again if you've already seen it. And, um, so, even though it's not an Asian film, uh, it's not really related to the, what the site's about. We're, we're both kind of Quentin Tarantino fans, and, uh, you know, to a slightly lesser degree, we're both Robert Rodriguez fans. Uh, just, you know, <laughs> yeah. maybe, in, you know, in your case, a major degree. Um, I admire, I admire the guy, guy's talent. I, I just don't, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not really huge in his movies, but man, Dude, you gotta you gotta admire that shit, you know, to be able to, yeah, he does to crank out. The, I mean, to be able to have that kind of output and that creativity, I mean, it, it's beautiful. It's it's just a gorgeous thing what he can do, you know, just creating everything from scratch, you know. But you you wanna you wanna start this off uh, on your thoughts? Like, you wanna go piece by piece? What you thought of the first half? What you thought of the second? Planetary, yeah. yeah. Actually, you know, before Planetary, it's uh, the machete. Yeah, machete. Yeah, yeah and, and what do you think of machete? I didn't, I didn't, I, I, it was, next to Rob Zombies, I thought it was the weakest trailer, but it was a great, it was, it was definitely a great opener and set the pace for the, for what was to come. I didn't really feel a really 1970s Grindhouse trailer vibe from it, though. It seemed a little, you, you know, you got the motorcycle CGI thing, I, I it just went over you, my you, head. To be honest, I, I don't think you get really got the 70s vibe from pretty much anything except maybe two of the trailers. The you know the Thanksgiving yeah, they, by Eli Roth and the other one by uh, by Don't uh, yeah Don't by uh, yeah and those are my those are my two favorite right, trailers. You are thinking of seeing this film alone? Don't. Yeah, the Hot Fuzz. Uh, uh, God, what's that name of the zombie movie oh, you did? Uh, from, uh, Shaun of the Dead. Uh, Shaun of the Dead. Um, yeah. Yeah, zombies. Zombies was was weak. I mean. So anyway, the first trailer was before uh, Planet Terror, which was the uh, machete. Then the second one after Planet Terror is the Rob yeah, Zombie well, then one. There right? was, the only one we didn't talk about was Thanksgiving, which was 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 which was the oh, only yeah, one that no, really I mean, looked seventies. Uh, you know, it, it really looked old school. Yeah, the narration, yeah. everything. Yeah. Um, it was the only one to me that had the. Uh, it just had a perfect line of camp, comedy, gore, and just retro perfection, man. I mean, it just everything about it was was right. It just had a, the perfect build. To be up. honest, I I thought they kind of chickened out with the two movies. I really thought that they were gonna go. When I heard this concept for Grindhouse, I, I'm imagining what I saw in Thanksgiving. White meat, dark meat, all will be carved. <laughs> Uh, as far as how the, the entire movie would look, it would be all this washed-out color. It would be just really awful, and it would throw the audience off. And, and I was hoping for that, and you didn't get it. You, you notice how, like, as some of the movies, like the, the main features went on, they got less and less grainy to where you, you don't even notice it. Yeah, anymore. I noticed that. Especially on Tarantino's. On Planet Terror, they kind of kept yeah. it in there a little bit. I, I thought they did a really good job on Planet Terror with, with keeping the scratches in there. But, yeah, I did... Did go away from time to yeah. time, then come back. Two no holds barred feature length motion pictures for the price of one. Uh, let's talk about like Planet Terror. Let's let's. It was good. 
I don't think it was insanely memorable, but it had a lot of uh, really, really awesome gore in it. You know, and that, being a horror geek, that's that that's what really gets me. So, I mean, the thing with Quentin Tarantino and his his melting, uh, what used to be a cock, that was awesome. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. It's already wet. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> it's now gelatinous. True. I mean, any movie after after watching Planet Terror would be kind of boring because Planet Terror really. I mean, the, it just paces well throughout. First, I got bit. Bit by what? If I told you, you probably wouldn't believe me. Robert Rodriguez, Planet Terror. Uh, I, I love the excessive gore thing. I mean, he made the best use of the missing reels on that movie. How there was a love scene, and then you know, there was a missing on a film reel, and then it went, it went straight to the building, to the to the bar or whatever. The barbecue and everybody's on fire. And everybody was like really joined up together at that point, where you just you've taken out that whole plot yes. point where every somehow the entire you know cast of survivors is now together. Yeah, they. But I love that frame they paused on. You know. Okay, now, okay hold on. What about the more, the most important thing, which is, I thought was yeah. one of the greatest things about Greenhouse. I forget what the name of the restaurant was, but it was a little uh, little Mexican uh, commercial that that played after the uh, couple trailers in the beginning or in the, yeah. in the mid. Section. That was the pinnacle uh, of the movie, I, dude. I mean, I can't really explain it, man. You really have to see it. Yeah, that was it. Was great. I wasn't. I wasn't. I, I wasn't expecting that. I was like, nice. definitely one of the highlights the for me about the whole joint. movie. We yeah, they, they they pulled it off real well. I remember. You've seen, never seen. You've never no, seen. I remember Mexican seeing food like, in, a, in a fucking movie. Right. Well, not yeah. I never did. I never seen that. And I, I my parents used to run a string of uh, submarine sandwich places. And I remember yeah, some of their food suppliers used to yeah. send them like VHS tapes. And I remember popping them. You know, we popped them in one night to check them out, and they kind of look like that. They'd have like submarine sandwiches, kind of like Ooh. rotating around a camera, yeah. and you could see all the all the little you know dust from the bread and shit. And that's kind of it. Kind of brought me back to that time when I saw these uh, Mexican. Well, you're in that area Mexican too. Commercial. You're in the. You're, I mean, you're not in Texas where they film most of that movie, but uh, yeah, man, you're you're sort of like in that area where <clears throat> there's a lot of Mexican places. Yeah, there's. I think there's a lot of. Mexican Well, places see, here it's everywhere. mostly Cuban joints. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's you get a lot of Cuban food, a lot of Haitian food, um, you know, but mostly Cuban food, especially if you go down to Dade County, Miami. Um, yeah, it, it's like pretty much all either Haitian or Cuban, mostly Cuban. So. Um, I don't think I ever had Cuban food before. Uh, what, is, what kind of stuff beans, rice, um, cocaine? I guess I'm fucking <laughs> cocaine or what? Yeah, and grenade launchers. <laughs> um, no, no, they, I mean, it's it's like you know, it, beans, rice, and and lots of really fatty meat. Really, really fatty meat. I mean, just gobs of just gristle off that stuff. But um, oh, sounds man. pretty good. He's delicious. I can't, I can't do a fucking Cuban accent. Yes, yeah, so as much. I mean, I've you know, I haven't even seen. I don't think I've. I, I don't seen Scarface since 1989. So, um, although I haven't seen the movie Scarface, but you know what? I've seen kids all over the freaking all over town wearing Scarface T-shirts. That needs to stop like right now. Please stop. If you're wearing a Scarface t-shirt, please stop it. It's, it's just, I don't know, it's pissing me off. Anyway. Um, After these messages, we'll be right back. Trouble is here. He's street smart and steel hard. He's 
a healer, a fixer. My name's T, baby. Wears $600 suits, drives a $10,000 car, and he carries two guns, one to stop trouble and one to make trouble. He was born in the ghetto and raised in the streets. He's been a man since he was a kid, and trouble is this man's name. If you're a friend of Mr. T's, you can know. If you're not, you can count yourself out. Couldn't even a dad who owns it or what color. Now you see that baby, I'll come back and see to you. You dig it? If you've got trouble, call T and leave a message. Service is prompt, efficient, and deadly. We move in on Big's business and the money comes rolling in like waves on the shore. All we gotta do is get rid of Mr. T. T is on the streets right now. One man, Chalky. He's just one man. Don't make him sound like a goddamn army. He has one edge, and that's his cool. But that's enough, baby, because he's thinking all the time. And if he wants your ass, he gets it. Trouble man is mayhem. Rub him wrong, and he'll blow up in your face before you shoot my man, Abby. I didn't. You and Jimmy got to go away for a couple of days. Where do you want to go? For what? What for? Chalky's dead. Now I'm coming to get your honky ass. If you're looking for trouble, look out, cause trouble is here. Trouble man, you jive him, he'll wash you away. Quentin Tarantino's Death Proof. Do I frighten you? Is it my scar? It's your car. Uh, I loved it. I mean, a lot of people are going to bitch about the, the talking, talking, talking. Dude, the talk, whatever. That's what you go to. I mean, you got to expect that when you go to a Quentin Tarantino movie, man. That that's what he. That's his thing. Uh, it no, it didn't have the vibe of a, uh, you know, of a grindhouse movie. But most of it didn't. I mean, you take a look at most of that movie. You know, whatever. The movie was good, and, and I think the second half of, of of that flick made up for what I kind of saw as like when I was watching it. I was kind of getting dull, just deathly tired of the the hipper than now uh, Tarantino isms you know the stuff that I mean referencing movies that most people aren't familiar with yeah as far as as far as me I I enjoyed it man uh, it 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 just felt like a really good movie despite all the artificial you know the, the, the grindhouse art overtones like the scratches and all that and it has Tarantino's actually able to do something that Robert Rodriguez can't seem to do, and that that's like the intensity. He captures that intensity during during the death scenes, man. It's just some intense some intense scenes that uh, Robert Rodriguez just kind of pure camp. You know, when someone dies, you just don't even really give a shit. You know, when Rose McGowan loses her leg, it's just kind of yeah. okay. On to the next scene. Uh, Tarantino's just feels like a really solid movie, and I admit it's a little bit talky, but like I was saying earlier, any any movie that you see after Planetary is yeah, going to be a little you're, talking. He man. wasn't going to try. Like, I don't like all of Tarantino's work. I mean, sometimes it does get a little, you know, monotonous with his, you know, oh, aren't I hip, aren't I clever. Here's, like, look how I'm going to chop the movie up and piece it back together and look. You know, I, I'm just so freaking clever. Uh, you know, sometimes that gets on my nerves. But I like, I mean, this is probably the first movie he's done that doesn't do that. It's, it's a totally linear story. You know, except for like the indeterminate amount of time between the first and the second encounter, Um, you know, like they they don't explain how many days afterward. Because you notice he has a fully, like after he crashes the car and kills those chicks in from the first half of the movie, 
you know, his car is completely fine. Either he has a backup car or he, you know, spent some time and had it fixed. Either way. Yeah, we don't even know the time frame. I was actually so into the movie that I actually forgot there was going to be a second group of girls. I thought, you know, I actually thought the first, one of the first girls from Revenge the first was going to be the, uh, you see all the other girls, I can't even think of one of their names, but you see all them and it's like, wow, okay, there's this movie's going on to something and they're all stun chicks, yeah. they're all kind of martial artists. Yeah, what I love, well, gonna I happen. in defense of the talkiness, <clears throat> yeah, it was talky, but here, here's the, here's one of the reasons why I think it had to be talky, um, is that, he kills off the first group of girls entirely. You know what I mean? So essentially, you've gotten to know this first group of girls, right? Um, he, he offs them all. So all the characters that you've gotten to know through the first half of the movie are now dead. Okay? So now you essentially have to build up a whole new group of girls and get you to give a shit about their lives, you know, before the second, you know, wave of action happens. You know, so in order to do that, the only real way to do that and not end up with a, a Robert Rodriguez, you know, action fest where nothing really matters and it's all so campy that you don't care, you've got to have all that dialogue in there and have them sort of reveal where their lives are and what they're doing and what who they're screwing and yada, yada, yada and all this because, you know, if you don't have that, if you're not in their heads and don't get to know them, you got to do it in a short amount of time because half of your movie is gone. Boom. After he kills those first group of chicks, you know, you, you only have Stuntman Mike from the first part of the movie. That's it. You're, you're starting from basically <laughs> yeah. zero, except you know that this guy's a fucking psycho. So second half, boom, you know, you got to start with a new, whole new group of chicks, and you got to get them known fast. So that's why they have those ground, those, go, you know, the, the, they're in the restaurant. They're going. Tarantino's kind of circling them with a camera, talking about all the shit that they like, and, and yeah, his, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got to have that. Otherwise, you're not going to give a shit. You know, once that action starts, and you know, you have to give a shit. If you don't, if you don't give a shit, what happens to these girls? If they're just Friday the Thirteenth paper cutouts, where you just you're waiting for them to get off. Mm -hmm. If they're annoying, then it, the movie will have failed at that point. The the you know the fact that there was such a big audience response after the movie ended when the when the chicks won, um, to me proves that I that he succeeded in that movie. You know, some people are gonna go. Like, I've seen actually like just fucking this morning. I'm looking on uh, like uh, some of the podcasts, what you know, forums, and they're going. Tarantino has failed me. He has failed. And fuck you. What the fuck are you talking about? Were you yeah. watching the same freaking movie I was? I mean, uh, are you? What fucking planet are you on? Like, how high were your expectations? And I love. And here's another thing that I've heard people bitch about. Even in, in the car with the group of people I was, I went to see it with. Uh, they, you know, completely didn't like the the switcheroo in his character. Um, you know, again, guys, you know. I'm I'm spoiling if you've gotten this far I've spoiled the entire fucking movie for you so you know I'm going to I'm going to keep going here I'm going to I'm going to get down deeper and deeper into the, the fucking details of this you know after he you know he, stuntman Mike swerves off the road he goes out of control he he just lands and he he's he, he can't get the car started again he gets out he's like well you know haven't I? he's just like he's kind of given up the chase because he doesn't have his fucking big bad car anymore uh it's kind of come to an uncomfortable stop, and then she shoots him. It, it turn—that's what I love. He turns mm -hmm. into the biggest fucking pussy on the planet. 
it, it's great. I mean, what the fuck isn't yeah, like about that? It's it it, oh, it I, I makes that it. character just more three dimensional. It makes him fucking human. He's not he's not fucking Michael Myers. He's not Snake Plissken. He's not you know just a one dimensional badass anymore. He's he's Bill Paxson from Aliens, blubbering like a fucking baby when the aliens attack. He's going, game over, man, game over. He's that much of a pussy. Yeah, yeah, you know that's the what makes <laughs> Bill Paxson's character in that movie memorable. That he, he he's like a badass marine and he turns out to be a fucking wimp. That's what I like. It was like once the tables are turned on this guy, once he doesn't have his big fucking car, once he's he's like got. You know, a bullet in his arm, and he's you know uh, struggling a little bit and in pain. You know, he's like he can't fucking handle it. And you know, once he's confronted by some chicks that can handle themselves, he's like, "Fucking, why are you chasing me? I'm sorry." You know, and it's they're like, and the people I was watching it with, they're like, you know, I didn't like the fact that he was crying, and they they kept punching him. Like, what? Oh God, do I have to explain this shit to you? I mean, how? Oh man, it's like. I don't know. It, it's just really fucking difficult to explain some things to, to certain people. I don't know. I know. I know. I, I shouldn't yeah, even fucking don't even care. bother, dude. It's a little nod to uh, yeah that whole that whole scene where he just turns into a complete wimp is, is kind of a little nod to uh, to the Mets. Oh yeah, yeah, Mad yeah. Max, The opening scene with Knight Rider, how you know when Max catches up to him, he finally breaks down and <laughs> yeah, starts he's crying because like, he's finally met his. Yeah, brother. he's like. Which in this case is the and he's all he's all badass, and he's with his chick. He's like, you know, and he's like, you know, screaming at the mic, and then all of a sudden, you know, once once Mel Gibson's tail in his ass, you know, and he knows it, you know, either that either he's fucking crazy, either he's completely yeah, fucking out of his mind, you know, or he's just a complete. You know, they never really explain that because he dies like five seconds later. But it's like I always wondered, I always wondered, is it is it because he's like, yeah. is it, he's like chickening out, or is it because he's crazy and he can't really control his emotions anymore, and he's like, no, he knows he's gonna. I don't know. Who gives a shit? It's a fucking movie. But whatever it is, I think it's exactly the same thing that. Yeah, and it fucking. You know, I love. Dude, Mike's going through. Yeah, and, and I thought uh, Kurt Russell just totally. He, he's. I, I love he's him in the fucking movie. He he just totally pulled off that character. Like he, he, every part of it, man. He, especially when when he when he breaks down. I fucking loved it. <laughs> oh, like, when he pours nah! the when he pours yeah, the over like, his arm. Yeah, that's some pretty. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, some pretty uh, you know, good acting he's there. He's a pro. He's a fucking pro. Um, what I like most about the grindhouse, just as a whole, were just the, the little touches, man. Everything from the from the missing film reels to the scratches to you know the little. The commercials, the trailers, just the the, the um the dimension logos, how they kind of reinvented, gave the dimension yeah. logos a retro look. I liked all that kind of stuff. Me being a graphic artist, I could I could really appreciate that kind of stuff. And it's, it was just a whole, it was it was a good experience. And I think they they definitely hit the spot. They they they, they completed what they what they wanted to do. And you know, I got, I definitely got the experience. I kind of felt like I was uh, back in time there for a while. So which uh, so I, I take it you liked uh, Death Proof. A lot I, more I definitely than, uh, got a lot more out of it. I'm gonna remember it for a lot longer than uh, than uh, what the fuck <laughs> Planet Terror, Planet freaking Terror. Planet Terror was just like you know every you know it's like he had every kind of like bloody gore effect and the the guy chopping off the balls and you know. Yeah. By the way, did uh. No, it's Savini. Did didn't, didn't, Savini doesn't do that shit uh, anymore. No, he's 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 retired okay. now. I'm retired. I only retired. I'm an actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a great actor. Genius. Fucking.
dude, as far dude, even Martin Scorsese can't can't pull. I mean, he could pull. Some, I mean, he doesn't have the freedom that these guys has. It seems like. I mean, a lot of people kind of you know bad talk the the Weinstein's or whatever. But uh, dude, you Quentin guys Tarantino. Give these guys total artistic yeah. freedom, man. I mean, this is this Grindhouse thing is something that's never been done before. In, I think Quentin Tarantino could just film his ass for two hours, and the Weinstein's would make would, would fucking pay for it. That's pretty much all there is to it. Um, and now these messages. Jackson Jackson is my name. Bold adventure is my game. Think of what you'd want to be, then call on me. I want to be the turkey baster to my two mommies. Jackson. I don't want to grow up. I want to eat food. I'm going to be a snitch. I have pinked. I want to be a parachute jumper. There's always money in kicking cats. I want to be one of the on-song heroes. I want to be the guy who cleans up the blood for my coat. All items sold separately. By Miko. I'll probably end up in my dad's business, tormenting my mother. So let's talk about our next guest, man. Let's talk about uh, the first interview that we've ever done ever for this podcast. Yeah, um, our first, first guest is uh, Alvin George. Uh, he's been with uh, City Empire for over seven years, but he's known for his uh, for his God, strange topics. Is that what I should say? Or yeah, kind of kind of weird. But you know, they're they're his own. I mean, he makes they're entirely his own because essentially they have nothing to do with Asian cinema. They have nothing to do with. With really, I mean, on the off, they're mostly about you know things he's interested in, which is cool. You know, he's got his own interests: beaver tail wetsuits. And yeah, beaver tail wetsuits and uh, Mary Louise Weller. Mary Louise Weller was in Animal House, and she was in yeah. um, Chuck Norris's Forced Vengeance. Yeah, and a bunch of TV shows back in the late seventies and early eighties. Yeah, Chips. Fantasy Island. It's Fantasy Island. Uh, you know, mostly TV actress. She's been she's kind of been out of the public eye since like 1984. So yeah. you know, there's she doesn't have a filmography after that. Um, and there's a lot of other things too, like Canon films. He's interested in, right? Like uh, yeah, Breaking Two, Electric Boogaloo, like Invasion anything, USA. Dude, anything Canon films ever made? Yeah, Chuck Norris stuff, American Ninja Part One, Two, Three, Four, Five. <laughs> Michael Dudikoff, uh, geez, what else has Canon done? Canon Films has, has done some pretty good stuff, like A Runaway Train. Yeah. And uh, some blockbuster hits, like uh, Cobra with uh, Sly Stallone. Let's, uh, he's, a, he's an all-around fascinating guy, and uh, honestly, before this interview, we've never spoken to the guy, ever. We, we've only known <laughs> Yeah, him this on is the first time. Yeah, he's, he's been only really been known on the, me- on the message boards. Uh, mm-hmm. Not just ours, though, but a few other ones. Like, do you know which other ones? Yeah, he visits, uh, I believe he got banned from some forums just for bringing up, you know, random topics such as the ones we just mentioned. Like, a uh... few years, and we just thought, hey, if we're going to be doing a podcast, first we were like, well, let's see who will want to join up and do this. And he was actually one of the first ones that, that, that contacted us. So we just kind of yeah, said, so... you know, why not? And everyone knows him that visits the forums, so why not? The, uh, without further ado... You want to take it? Please welcome Alvin George. Welcome Alvin George. Welcome Alvin George. 
What's up with this uh, Mary Louise Weller chick? I know she was in Animal House. Yeah, she was also in Force Vengeance, and that's a Chuck Norris movie. She, she's in this, it's just that besides looking like, I mean, like, drop dead gorgeous, she's, she's looking like, um, she's in this diving movie called Hunters of the Reef where she wears one of those aforementioned beaver tail wetsuits with twist locks at the crotch. Oh, cool! So you get the best of uh, you get the best of your sessions right there, Mary Louise Weller and a Beaver Tail Wetsuit. It's it's out of sight. Uh-huh. Now I see the. Ch- did you did you ever did I ever receive Force Vengeance ever? I think I've seen it. It's been probably been a while. How about you? Uh, yeah, I've I've seen that. I've seen bits and pieces of it a long time ago. But that's that's really the truth. That's like the least Chuck Norris film I remember. That and <laughs> Good Guys Wear Black. Tell you the truth, I didn't. I didn't even know who Mary Louise Weller was until I heard it from Alvin. I've heard the name, but I just I can't really put the face with the name. Well, come on, man! I did. Don't you get paid, hey, man? Did you ever watch Chips? She was on two episodes of that. Two episodes of Chips. And uh, Fantasy Island. Yeah, I've worked on both actually. Yeah, don't you? Come on, man! Don't you look like uh, Herve Villages? Did <laughs> <laughs> you have a connection there? Isn't uh, well, we got the same. Uh, he got the you. same face, man. But uh, yeah, hope, man, hopefully, I got a bigger penis than that guy. Um, okay, let me just get straight to the point. Okay, why Canon Films? Why not Media Entertainment? Why not USA Home Video? What's well, the fascination with Canon? Canon flips seem to have a. They seem to be more eighties than ha- like. But does Mary Louise War strike you as a Canon Films type heroine? I mean, she never did any Canon Films, I think. But I can picture in Delta Force, <laughs> Invasion USA. Like, like, do you think she was a good actress or not? Go ahead and listen. So, to are, are there any uh, movies that have been out recently that you that you've caught that you liked? Um, look, well, can I go back to Force? Oh, yeah, definitely. A bit? Go, go right this, into Force. This, this is going to be a spoiler and stuff a little bit, but. It felt terrible about what happened to her character in that movie. Not only was she murdered, she was raped. I feel stupid. Yeah, that sucks. Why do we have to kill her off like that? Why can't we just let her live? Or... Uh, screenwriters are bastards. <laughs> They're awful. Like, and apparently some, the character killed her character is with some Chinese guy. Why could it have been like... Richard Norton or someone. Like, I mean, it had to be an Asian guy. Why not? Like, bull. What's wrong with Asians? So an Asian guy actually killed her character off in, uh, yeah. in Force Vengeance? He, he, like, rips her shirt off. So it'd be better if Richard Norton did it? Richard Norton wasn't in that scene, but he was right, in that right. movie. Would you prefer I mean, if he had done that? Well. So is that, is that why this movie's called Force Vengeance? Is this Chuck beat up the guys that uh, get your Mary Louise Weller character? Is that is she the She's main, be, yeah. you know, thing behind the title? And it doesn't help more than Force Vengeance, the black guy dies. Yeah, but they always do that. And, you know, you have they always do that shit. Rocky oh, Corby oh, did that, I could go on for it. Yeah. Poor, poor Apollo, man. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. Oh, I was Creed. trying to read about that. What black guy died in the Rocky IV, it was Apollo. Never give a brother a break. Yeah. Did, you ever, did anyone ever see an American Ninja 5? There's a, there's a part 5. I think I saw that with Pat Morita in it. Do you ever eat your own boogers? <laughs> no, I'm, just... I'm going back to Mary Louise Ward. Do you think, does she strike you as the type of lady who would look good Definitely. in a wetsuit? Absolutely. Like, I don't care for the more modern wetsuits, or the more modern babes, yeah. for that matter, you know, or what passes for a right. hottie these days. 
Paris Hilton. Ew. I'm with you, brother. Oh, it's just I don't care for tattoos. Alvin, what about uh, Jessica Alba or... Uh... She's not exactly my type. She has a pierced belly button, by the way, and, like, too bad nor me. I didn't do it either. Yeah, because Jeff would have been belly. all over that stuff. So. There. <laughs> Jeff's the norm. <laughs> Jeff's the Nora Meow king. You know he's got he's got Nora Meow's picture. Yeah, I want to. I, I wouldn't mind seeing her in a. By the way, folks, uh, Nora Meow's. Uh, she's the chick that's in like two Bruce Lee movies, right? Fist of Fury and the Big right, Boss. Right, Big Boss and uh, Fist. Of- and a few Jackie Chan movies too. Uh, New Fist of Fury, Dragon Fist, and. Uh, uh, yeah, she I was she was a cutie one, but... back back in the day. Um, so. She did the. Do you ever read? To- you know who like Lana Wood is? No, who's that? She's Natalie Wood's still alive sister. Unfortunately, Natalie Wood herself is dead, of course. But Natalie Wood, she's Diamonds the one that... Are Fionn, where she played plenty of tools. Oh yeah, she's the one that fell off the boat. <laughs> she's she drowned. Natalie Wood. There's that joke mm-hmm. where you know what kind of wood doesn't float? Natalie Wood. <laughs> she fucking drowned. <laughs> yeah, it's it's sick. It's sad. It's. It's not a joke I would tell around kids if I had them. No offense, but do you remember Lana Wood? Um, chest. If I so what? Her chest. Um, her chest. Her chest. Chest. Yeah. She's got Workers? big um. Sweater balls. Hogan's. Yeah. So she should. So she should. <laughs> yeah. God damn it! You got life preservers there. What are you? Let's talk about Lana Wood. Lana Wood's still alive. Indeed. Like, so she, she was in the diving movie, too, like called Blackwater Gold. I have a DVD of that. That's hot. That's hot stuff. So the reason, so the reason you like uh, women or Mary Louise Weller in beaver tail wetsuits is because uh, you just like the tightness of it, the curves, all the curves show, or is it the actual yeah, beaver tail? Yeah, part of it, at least. Part of it. <laughs> actual oh, beaver tail. It's also because, like, did Trevor Walker ever appear in a cannon film? I kind of doubt it. Who? Trevor Walker. It's just, you know, on paper should be, you know, a good crush for me, but, you know. Just on paper? Tattoos, pushy, like, married two rock stars. and. So on paper, on paper, she's a good, like, it's like, you a know, good deal. Do you think Mary Louise would have third wall opposite, I mean, held, held her own opposite, like, Bruce Lee or Jackie Chan? Or would personally. Stole, or would they have stolen the scene from her? I don't see why not, you know. Yeah, she could she could have easily fit in the big brawl. But then again, you know. We mean a bit, we mean she could I mean she should have had the thankless roar. No, thankful. Let's give her the thankful. Give her any role she wants, man. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Nothing. I dropped something. Uh, I appreciate you coming on with us, man. All right, okay, dude. See ya. Catch you later, man. All right. Thanks a lot, Alvin. Appreciate it. Here's Carl Wilson of the Beach Boys. If you are using hard drugs, get off. They will hurt you, and uh, they'll really wreck your life. You can experience a lot more of life and have a much better time at living if you clean it up. A champion from the West. Now that you've beaten everyone there is to be, what's next? A legend of the East. A competition that went too far. No! That's my brother! No! Your brother is paralyzed. He can never walk again. He's going to pay for this. The only way you find him is inside the ring. And you are not good enough! I'll get him. Now, an untested challenger 
seeks an unwilling master. May I help you? Uncle Zian's going to teach you. My uncle does not teach anyone anymore. I'm telling you, man. He's played in a three-headed cat. You fight before? Yeah, I'm good. It's very different in America. Your defense stinks. To learn the art of an ancient combat. You must learn to be faster than any punch or kick. A combat where to survive, you must destroy. Do not let your emotion control if you want to be warrior. Different culture, different world. They will fight the ancient way. Just listen. With your mind, your heart, your whole being. I'm willing to fight for you and me. For honor. For love. For justice. Jean-Claude Van Damme. The power of a warrior. The heart of a champion. Kickboxer. Welcome back. Okay, now we're going to actually get to some Asian cinema. I know, you know, we, uh, we haven't talked much about that. Which is kind of weird on uh, Asian cinema podcast, or what's supposedly half Asian cinema, half other crap. Uh, we are going to get to it. Grindhouse kind of took up a significant portion of our uh, of our brain today. So today, what we're going to do is um, we're not sure if this this format's going to keep going throughout the podcast. We might we might evolve it a little bit, but for now, um, I think it's what we're going to start out with is we're gonna, each going to pick a must see. Film, must see Asian flick, um, and it can be pretty much anything. Uh, and Jeff, you want to start off? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Okay. Um, one of my favorite movies, Asian movies of all time, um, that I highly recommend to anyone who is into any to these kind of movies is uh, a Shaw Brothers movie called Five Element Ninjas, <clears throat> also mm. known as Super Ninjas and uh, Chinese Super Ninjas. You no, know, the titles don't exactly sound, you know, cool or whatever, but really cool movie. Right. Uh, it was one of Chang Che's one of Chang Che's later movies. He's the guy that directed uh, Five Deadly Venoms, and uh, this movie involves uh, Japanese Japanese ninjas. And um, what's cool about this movie is it's first of all it's really violent, it's really colorful. There's You're like that they've used buckets of blood in every nearly every scene. Uh, oh, it's got a lot. This. Yeah, and it's it's got it's got a lot of camp to it. Pretty much wall to wall action. There's not much in the plot category, but basically our heroes are all dressed in white, and they're going against these Japanese ninjas, who consist of uh, gold, wood, water, fire, and earth styles. I'd like to be uh, wood ninja, please. And since our heroes are wearing white, man, there's a lot of there's a lot of blood, and it really shows on these guys. <clears throat> but anyways, the movie starts out with a challenge from a group of Japanese guys, or actually from a group of Chinese guys that have this Japanese connection. So they challenge the the this group of Chinese guys to to a match. You know, meet our you know I want you guys to meet us here, where you're going to meet the gold element ninjas and the wood element ninjas and the water element ninjas and the fire element ninjas, as well as the earth ninjas. So anyways, the first group of uh, good Chinese guys go and meet these guys, and they get slaughtered by every element. Just like, you know, we got intestines coming out of the body. All these guys covered in white are covered in, in red, 
bright red blood, and they just get slaughtered. Um, it pretty much wipes out the whole school of these Chinese guys. Right. And um, <clears throat> the second half of the movie revolves around a group of guys getting revenge for what happened to the first group of guys. So they, you know, they go through a whole training process, and they get back at these ninjas, and they, you know, they do the whole, you know, master training thing for a good half hour or so, and the rematch begins. And um, just a really well-paced movie. Pacing is always important to me because you just never lose interest, and it's just one of those movies that's just so well-paced. just keeps your attention the whole time. Uh, the fight choreography is excellent. Chang Che's direction is is top notch as well. What this one? What, what year was this made? This movie was uh, 1982. It was Chang Che was a little older by then. I think he. I think, no, Chang Che passed away in the 90s. I think late 90s. Yeah. But it was one of his. Uh, you know, one of the Venom's type movies, to where everything became colorful and you had all sorts of crap going on. Right. You know, the different styles of weapons. You know, I mean, a lot of the weapons look cheesy, tin foil type. But I mean. They didn't waste any time. It's got something for get slaughtered. Yeah, pretty much. We got like bodies being torn apart. Um, even, yeah, even if you're not in the kung fu film or or Shaw Brothers movies or Chinese movies, it's it's definitely eye catcher. Even if you just like good movies, so it's a movie that's uh, I highly recommend. Well, obviously, um, it wouldn't be one of the freaking movies that you're. It wouldn't be the must see, would it? Huh? Definitely a must see. You could find you could find it sucks, a, but you know you know you must see it. Um, anyways, yeah, it's it's uh, it's one of those movies that's definitely a must see, and uh, I highly recommend it to anybody. Or Force Vengeance. You it's recommend it, than... you recommend it over Force Vengeance? I'm sorry. Uh, do you recommend it over Forced Vengeance? I highly recommend it. I mean, I never really over Force Vengeance, vengeance but <laughs> Five Element Ninjas Force Vengeance. Uh, yeah, yeah. No way. Yeah, Which it one? doesn't have the it doesn't have the greatest title, but it's a damn good movie. Okay, mine's gonna be a little favorite of mine called Eastern Condors, um, from 1986. This was uh, made. This was directed by Sammo Hung. Great freaking, just all-out action war flick. It's basically the Dirty Dozen, uh, with uh, lots of kung fu and you know Sammo Hung and Yun Bu and and Lim Ching Ying and all those all those cats. Um, yeah, it doesn't have that. It has that one political uh, figure in there too. The guy that got assassinated. Uh, God, what's that guy's name? Doctor Hang Noor or something. Yeah. Gosh, uh, Killing Fields guy. Right, right. Makes an appearance in that movie. Yeah, it's you know this is the movie that I've tried. Like that, certain people I've tried to get them to watch this and they refuse to. Like they take a look at the first few minutes of it and they think, oh, it's so just some cheesy 80s action movie. I tried to send my friend Jason a copy of this, and he, he was totally hesitant to watch it, because he looks at it and he goes, eh, this is, you know, what is this? This is just some cheesy... No, 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 dude. Get to the later parts of the movie. You'll understand what I'm talking about. This is not just your ordinary action flick. This is, you know, this is stuff that you... I'm sorry, this stuff has never been topped, at least in this country. Um... As far as the action goes, I mean, look, you can't really get any better than Samo as far as the act, the, like the fighting scenes go. His his choreography is brilliant. Now, his, his the movie overall, I mean, yeah, it's kind of like Jackie Chan. You know, you could kind of do without some of the drama and the comedy. But at the same time, you know, it's it's beautiful. It's a behold. It's a thing to behold. 
it's still old school martial arts. It's you know very. If there's any wire work, it's very little, and they do some amazing freaking stunts in this thing. I mean, you. I'm not even gonna go into it. It's just so gorgeous. Some of these things. Um, like and the finale. There's a finale in a uh, in a bunker. Probably the one of the the most intricately choreographed fight scenes. I think I've ever seen. It's not just fight scenes, but gunplay. Gunplay, and then when they run out of bullets, they do the they they go into the kung fu. But it's, I mean, you can't really expect anything less from Sammo because Sammo, man, he's he's far better than Jackie Chan at at being able to choreograph this stuff. Jackie, to me, when he does his fight scenes, they seem to be really uh, kind of improvised. You know, they, they ca- not only improvise, but he uses. Uh, I noticed that he uses reuses a lot of the same moves and kind of changes them around a little yeah. bit. I mean, you notice a lot. Of, you could tell it's a Jackie Chan fight. And they seem to be really um, just kind of made up on the spot. And it seems like Samo. Yeah, they might be made up on the spot, but they look like they were they were storyboarded and choreographed because mm-hmm. they seem so like uh, perfectly executed. That you think that every single step had to have been planned out, otherwise, how the hell did you get from one place to the other? Because it, it seems like yeah. each action has a reaction. Each each action lends something to the plot, which is like uh, fucking unbelievable to me that he's so good at that. Um, but yeah, this this is one of Samo's many flicks that that I totally adore. I mean, th- but this is, I think, one of my favorites. Now, there's a couple of them I haven't seen yeah, yet. I think it's considered his best, also. It's one, yes, I think it's considered it's one there. of his best. But a lot of, like a lot of Samo movies, there's a, some, there's some scenes in there that that um, are kind of questionable. Like, they don't really belong there. They don't seem, they're like, a little overly gory. <laughs> like, for some reason, a lot of Samo movies tend to have one scene in it that just, t- that, that, takes it from what could be a PG rating to an, a total hard R rating. There was one movie where there's like a, a really uncomfortable rape scene where you go, dude, did you need that in there? It, it, if you just kept that out, it would have been a much better movie. And not that I, I you know, I mind that there's a rape scene in there. It's, it's, you know, if it serves the plot, but... Time to get ready for love. Anyway, that that's, that's my little pick. If you guys get a chance, definitely check either of these out. Um, I think they're, pr- like, I know Eastern Condors is, uh, you can get it bargain, you can get it for like 10 bucks. If you look around on the Walmart internet. Walmart bargain bin. It's like a bargain bin, but the DVD transfer, like from, uh, I think, I think uh, MGM did it or somebody, some um, or Columbia, they did a really good remaster of it, at least for um, the American market. I'm not sure about UK, I'm not sure about any other market, but I know the American version just looks absolutely fantastic for especially for a bargain basement DVD. It looks great. So, yeah, I think the UK has the Hong Kong Legends thing packed with the extras and all that good stuff. Yeah, see, they get the extras. Yeah, we just get the really nice looking transfer. Because I'd kind of like to ha- to hear some of those, you know, those commentaries that we don't get. But you know, whatever. If you want to support the site, City on Fire, man, both of those movies are available at HongKongFlix.com. Yeah, yeah is, both for under ten bucks, which is linked on the site. Like yeah, I forgot the plug. Yeah, we're affiliated with uh, the HK Flicks, and uh, you know it's just a little uh, little way to get the site going, keep it going, and uh, just any any purchases there supports the site, hosting, and all that good stuff. And uh, the more you guys buy from it, 
obviously the stronger the site gets and uh, all that good stuff. So we totally appreciate any time anyone buys from Hong Kong Flicks. He comes from beyond time. From beyond the outer limits of your imagination. He's the master of the flying guillotine. And he's ready to blow your mind. With more nerve-shattering special effects than you have ever seen before. It's a trip into a world where warriors from the ends of the universe meet in combat that knows no boundaries. A world where silent soldiers of death try everything in their power to conquer the most gruesome weapon ever conceived. See special visual effects filmed entirely in Super Cinevision as the master of the flying guillotine encounters the most amazing creatures in this or any world. As he experiences the most spectacular adventures the mind can imagine. The master of the flying guillotine. Okay, thanks folks. Uh, this has been the first episode of City on Fire. Uh, hopefully there's going to be many more. Hopefully we'll be able to keep this thing going. Our apologies that you know, the show didn't quite stick to topic as you know, we hope to later on. Uh, but like I said, this is going to be sort of a half-and-half half show. We are going to be doing sort of things that follow our interests as well as the uh, the Asian cinema side of it, which will be a big part of it. We're going to we're going to try to do as good a job as we can to represent that uh, for you guys that, that uh, are fans and want to hear about it. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to do the best we can to make this thing improve, get some more people on that... Um, that are fun to talk to, interesting people, and, uh, you know, give you guys something to listen to during your busy work schedule. Um, yeah, thanks to everybody who downloaded this file. Look forward to uh, feedback. Any suggestions for improvement, very welcome. And, again, uh, anybody that wants to be a part of this, just uh, send us an email. We'll call you up. We'll have you on as a guest. And <laughs> the more you know about Asian cinema or anything, man, we'll, we'll have you on and we'll just talk away. I want to say this, though. That it would really help if you guys download, if you want to be on the show, uh, it would help us if, you have down, if you've already downloaded Skype because, yeah. you know, we can call sure. you on the phone like we did with Alvin, but it kind of sounds bad. Um, yeah, buy a, buy a $10 mic and download download Skype for free. Yeah, one of those and, headsets. Uh, if I could figure it out, anybody could figure it out. It's pretty easy. Yeah, it's 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 pretty simple. It, it helps if you have a like a headset because I'm using a really crap quality mic. I got to go get a headset. Yeah, if you guys can, uh, if you guys want to participate, if you have if you have any suggestions, um, if you think we suck, email, just email us. Let us know. If we don't want to suck. We're trying hard not to suck. We're we want to make this a suck-free podcast. Send us an email. Yeah, let hey, us we know. try. We oh, try. Oh, wait, wait. We gotta say. We, Fuck, post on the message board. The City on Fire message board. That's, you know, the, if you want to get in touch with us, if you want to leave any reviews. Uh, yeah, if you, guys, if you guys don't feel like writing a review, just, uh, you know, like a schedule, schedule a conference call with us or a podcast call or whatever you want to call it, and you can talk about it for a good whatever, as many, much time as you want to take. 
and uh, we'll be happy to uh, post it on the next podcast for sure. <clears throat> Again, thanks, thanks guys for listening. Hopefully, this you know will be one of many. So, thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Yeah, it sucks. Yeah.